Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Shooting the Sports Podcast with Ebony and Ivory. My name's Jonathan. I'm the Ebony. And my name's Nick, and I'm the Ivory. Welcome into episode six. Today, we got a real good one for you. We're going to be interviewing Kelvin Drakeford, former Catawba College basketball player and current girls head basketball coach at Cannon School in Concord, North Carolina. It's going to be a real fun conversation. Um, I think you guys are going to learn a lot. I know I learned a lot from this conversation. It was but it was a heck of a conversation. It, it was a good one. It was a good one. We uh, got to hear a little bit about you know the team that he's coaching this year at Cannon, um, some previous players that he's coached. Uh, we talked to him a little bit about his playing career, and then we just touched on a couple other topics. I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. Um, we'll get to that in just a second here. Um, we just want to touch real quick on the NBA playoffs, run through the matchups real quick. All of the series tied 3-2 tonight. Man, what a, what a matchup it's been. What, what an NBA playoffs. It, yeah, it's been absolutely amazing. I, I don't even know what to say. I'm, I'm excited for the rest of these games. Um, next week when we talk, these series will be over. We'll be on to the conference finals, um, and then we'll go back and touch on these series here um, and how they finished up. But first one tonight, we're going to have game six in Dallas. Suns are leading the Mavs 3-2. I'm going to stick. My original prediction was Suns in five. Obviously, that didn't happen. Luka Doncic is playing outstanding right now. I still say Suns in six, though. I think they're going to pull it off tonight. I just, I don't believe Luka's got it enough in the tank. Um, similar to KD last year, just ran out of gas, um, pushed it as far as he could, and I think the Suns take over tonight and and end it. I'm going to go ahead and change mine. I think it's going to be Suns in seven. I think Luka pulls out Magic one last game, but when it comes down to it don't think they can hang for game seven. Okay. All right. We'll see what happens there. The other one tonight, Heat and Sixers. Heat are up 3-2. Game six is in Philly tonight. Last time we talked, Joel Embiid was questionable to return for the series. He came back. Obviously, that return has been absolutely huge. I think the Sixers get it done tonight, and it's hard for me to pick against the Heat right now, even as well as Embiid's been playing. I'm going to go ahead and say Heat and seven. I'm going to go the same way. I got Heat in seven. I think Embiid is on a mission, but when it comes down to it, I don't think Heat are losing on their home court. Yeah, it's hard to pick against the Heat on their home court, but we'll see. You know, that's uh, it's going to be a lot. Don't give Embiid a game seven if you can help it. Um, if you do, anything can go at that point. Similar to this next series, Bucks and Celtics, game six in Milwaukee tomorrow night. Um, Bucks are leading 3 2 on that one. No Chris Middleton. But Drew, Hollis, Drew Holiday said, we don't need him. Said, hold my beer. I'll, yeah, hold my beer. Hold my beer. I'll, I'll, take over, I'll take over his duties. Um, he's averaging over 21 points in the playoffs right now, or in this series right now. He's never averaged 21 points for his career. Um, I think he did it. I'm sorry, I take that back. I think he did it once with New Orleans. But other than that, Drew Holiday's stepping up huge. I'm not going to go back on my prediction. If I was a betting man, I'd probably take Bucks in seven. But I'm not going to go back on my original prediction. I think it was Celtics and six. Obviously, that you did was... have Celtics and six. I believe yeah. I had Bucks and seven. And uh, you had Bucks and seven. My, yep, my I... way, so I'm going to stick with that. Yep, I'm going to I'm going to go Celtics and seven. I'm going to stick with them. But you know, again, like I said, that's another series. Don't give Giannis a game seven if you can help it. Anything can go, and with a guy like Giannis, he could have a twenty point game. He could have a 45-point game. You know, it's one game, you're rolling the dice, anything can happen at that point. So that's going to be a really good one. I'm really looking forward to to see if the Celtics can come back in that. It's going to be tough to win it in, in Milwaukee tomorrow night, 
but you know, I think the Celtics definitely have the definitely have the team to do it. And then I'll bring us to our last one: Warriors and Grizzlies. Warriors leading at three two. Game six in Golden State tomorrow night. I just have three words: Game six, Clay. I don't think there's really much else to say about that. Um, game six, Clay. Uh, just run through it real quick. His history of game sixes: twenty nineteen, twenty seven points, had seven threes. Twenty eighteen, had thirty five points and nine threes. Uh, in 2016, set the NBA playoff record with 11 threes and had 41 points. I said it last week. I'm going to stick with it. Warriors in six. I think they get it done tomorrow night. You know, Grizzlies don't have John Morant right now, but they're a very good team, as you've seen the other night, without him. But I just I don't think you can stop game six play. I just I don't. I would say that I picked the Grizzlies in the series, but that was obviously with a healthy John Morant. Um you know, there's not much more to say. It's gonna, it's gonna be the, uh, it's gonna be the Warriors. Yeah, I mean, but you know, surprisingly, the Grizzlies, some might argue, are a better team without John Morant. Now, that sounds weird because he's one of the best players in the league, but record-wise, they're pretty good without him. So, we'll see what happens there. But that's all for the playoffs. Uh, we'll get into, like I said, we'll get into the rest of it next week. Um, those series will be over. We'll be on to the conference finals, but. You know, we don't want to take it take up any more time. We uh we've been babbling for a little too long here. Let's get right into the interview with Kelvin Drakeford. Really think you guys are gonna enjoy this one. And now please welcome in former Cannon High School basketball player, former Barton College player, former player for Catawba College, also played on the European tour with the USA Select team in twenty twelve, was the boys JV coach at Cannon School in Concord. From 2012 to 2015, the assistant boys varsity coach from 2012 to 2017, and is now the head girls basketball coach at Cannon School. Also, the 2021 NCIS AA 4A state champions. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Kelvin Drakeford. Uh, thanks for having me. Thanks for having me, man. You did some homework, didn't you? I did. I did a little homework. Yeah, yeah. We always do homework on this podcast. I, I actually that. learned a thing or two, man. I, uh, I'll be honest. I wasn't even aware that you played for Barton for a year. Oh yeah, that's pretty cool, man. But we're gonna we're gonna get into that here in a minute. Uh, first, though, I want to talk about one of your former players, man. I uh, I was thinking about this a little bit, you know, and I'm not a hundred percent sure how many McDonald's All Americans there are between the men, uh, boys and girls every year. I'd say probably around forty or so, mm-hmm. uh, which means that there's less, probably less than forty coaches in America assuming that a few of them play on the same team, they'd even get a chance to coach a McDonald's All-American. You had the pleasure of that last year uh, coaching. Am I pronouncing this right? Is it Reagan Richardson? Yep, that's it, Reagan okay. Richardson. Reagan Richardson. She signed her letter of intent at Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, just actually announced about two or three weeks ago that she's transferring to Duke. Yep. Um, averaged 21 and 9 for you, almost four steals a game uh, as yep. a sophomore. <laughs> um, and then obviously even better her last couple of years. So talk to me. What were your first thoughts? This is a two-part question. Mm-hmm. What were your first thoughts when you seen Reagan play? Um, could you tell that you had a future All-American there? Um, and then what was it like to coach an All-American? Uh, so the first part, um, did, did I know? Um, I knew she was a pretty damn good basketball player. Um, I knew that she, she had a lot of potential um, and that she worked hard. Uh, she spent countless hours in the gym um, our assistant coach here at Cannon, Ashley Rivens, 
Um, she's also the 17U coach and director for Team Curry, where I coach as well. Um, her and Reagan spent lots of hours in the gym. Um, so I, I knew that she was crafting and she was continuing to get better. Um, I did not I, – I, I felt like she could be a, a pro eventually. Um, I knew McDonald's All-American was a goal. It was an attainable goal. But, man, for, for it to, to happen was something special for her. Um, because for a while she she got a lot of love, but she also was a little bit overlooked. I felt like I mean college coaches knew um, yeah. what they what what she could be, but I felt like you know within the area um, there wasn't there wasn't enough love um, going on for her being shown. And by the time she finished her senior year, I mean she was uh, a hell of a player, hell of a player. Yeah, that's awesome, and you. And you said, you know, she was a little underrated. Um, you have another player, too, that plays for you right now. Um, I did a little research on her, and it seems like she's a little underrated as well because she seems like one of the top players <laughs> in the country. I mean, I, I from what I read, she's not even top 25 or 30 in the state, which seems it's, ridiculous. But is it Samaya Suffren? Is yep, that right? Samaya Suffren. Samaya, it's, uh, it's going crazy. to Virginia Tech. Yeah. Yep. I. What do you say, side question here, what do you say to the, uh, I guess, so-called experts that have over a hundred players ranked above her in this class? Um, uh, I think they just have to get out and watch. Um, I had a chance to finally see Samaya. Um, I had her play for me a couple times on the 16U team. The past two years for Curry, she's played 17U, um, meaning this year she's playing right now. But I saw her play against some of the top competition in Pittsburgh two weeks ago, three weeks ago, and she dominated. Did the same thing at the Under Armour event uh, two weeks ago when we played. So I, I think people just have to get out and watch. Um, you know, it, it's, it's easy to to look at stats and numbers, but when you really sit there and you watch the game and see what the kid can do, mm-hmm. then it, it tells you everything you need to know. Yeah. That's uh, I, I've seen, yeah, I've seen some of the stats that she put up and I seen a couple from middle school and she was dropping like 40 points in middle right. school as a seventh grader. They're right. playing her against high school kids <laughs> and she's still dropping 20, 30 points. That's, unbelievable yes that is unbelievable now last year you guys had uh you guys had a pretty solid year last year you went 10 and 0 in conference 21 and 7 um lost up by three points was it mm-hmm. in the state semifinals yep um so i mean back-to-back state semifinals that's really impressive um you return your top six players from last year mm-hmm. what are your uh what are your expectations going into next year uh it's been clear cut and, and and dry with the girls it's it's state championship or bust for us next year to be honest um i think this year was really getting acclimated for with each other for a while um i had three new girls come in um and returning from the state championship team i had i think three or four younger ones um and one girl who was coming back from acl injury um so for a while this year it was kind of just getting acclimated and and learning how to play with each other. But once that happened, it was uh, a special season. It didn't end the way we wanted to. Uh, we picked the wrong night to have probably our worst shooting performance of the yeah. season. Um, so, it, and, and it happens, it yeah. happens, you know, we make two more of the threes that we shoot, you know, we win by three instead of losing by three. Mm-hmm. Um, but next year for our 22, 23 season, it's, it's state championship or bust, but we plan on, playing a, a really tough schedule. Um, I was going through our events today. Um, we're going to try to play um, a regional team um, in, in an event called the Queens of the Castle 
we'll go to DC and play in a She Got Game Classic. And then we are trying to figure out the logistics for us to go to Nike Tournament of Champions in Phoenix, Arizona, um, December 18th through the 23rd. Oh, wow. That would be, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. So you guys, and you guys play a lot of, a lot of pretty good competition. Um, I mean, being one of the top teams in the state, uh, talk to me a little bit about winning state uh, a couple of <laughs> years ago. What was, what was that like, man? I mean, man, we won, was- we won conference at Catawba, you know, we got a ring <laughs> for that, but I mean, you won a state title, yeah. you know, as a head coach, that's, that's impressive, man. Well, how was that? Man, it was, it was super special for, for our girls. Um, especially when I took over the program, um, my first year we had, I can't even tell you how many, how many freshmen I had on that team, but we had a good bit of freshmen. Um, we went four and 15, didn't make the playoffs. Um, so it was, it was growing. Then Reagan decided to, to transfer in her sophomore year. And I had two other, um, girls as well, Gabby and Zoe Edwards, who transferred in their, um, sophomore year. And the team kind of, it, we, we picked it up to a, another level. Um, we won more games. Uh, lost in the state quarterfinals that year. Mm. So that was year two. Um, year three, um, brought the same team back. Uh, felt like we could get it done and had a, a, a semifinals loss. Um, it, it hurt. It hurt like hell. And then for, for our girls who were freshmen and who've been all the way through, by the time they got to year four, their senior year, um, it again, it was that expectation. Like, we've been here before. We know what it takes. We know the work. They already knew what I expected from them. Um, and we also brought in some some strong freshmen to go along with those seniors. Um, so that that 2021 year was, man, it was it was crazy. It was crazy. And for us to win it on our home floor was even cooler um, just because, you know, as you mentioned in the beginning of the podcast, Cannon's home for me, graduated from here in 2008 um, and, and just winning a state championship for a girls program that was almost dying before I took it over, um, it was, it was something special for, for the school and, and for the program and something special and meaningful to me as well. That's yeah, so that's for, amazing. So I have a question. What was the biggest difference for you, you know, winning that kind of championship as a coach versus as a player, you know, at Catawba? Um, I think the biggest difference for me um, as a player, I felt like I had more control over what, I could do um, with coaching. It's like you can teach all the X and O's, but the kids still have to perform at the end of the day. Um, so just seeing them go out there and perform at the level that they did at a, at a state championship level. I mean, like it, it, it showed that, all right, coach, you, you did your job, but these girls had to go out there and actually play. Um, so all the, all the credit goes to them. We, we create a game plan, but they're the ones that have to execute and play. And I imagine it's it's similar to you're also a, a parent. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I assume it's kind of similar to that. You know, you, you put in the work with them and then but they still like you said, they still have for the ones that have to go out and play and execute. And yeah, when they pull it off and, and win something like a state championship, I I can just imagine how special of a feeling that is. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, was- um, how often I've really been curious about this. How many former Catawba plays or do you incorporate any former Catawba stuff into your offense? Um, so I am waiting on the true big so I can throw some ACC and SEC action out okay, there. I like it. Um, you know, we we run 
some high ball screen stuff that we used to run at Catawba. Um, but I, I truly am waiting to put in ACC and SEC. <laughs> okay. I was going to say, I can, uh, I think it was the, the color play. I feel like, I feel like oh, it yeah. would have been perfect for the color I play. Tried, I tried color early on when I had the JV boys with the, yeah. A high post entry and the backdoor cut followed, and I, I tried it out. I, the, the Jim Baker playbook was in full effect for a while. That's awesome. That's awesome. I can still see him screaming them <laughs> plays out from midcourt, and Tony O just running off them screens and popping the mid range jumper. Up, <laughs> Donald driving the lane and throwing it up. Oh yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. And yeah, you know, I did forget to mention at the beginning um, that you're also, in addition to all the coaching uh, gigs that you've had at Cannon. You're also the head coach for the Team Curry 16U um, girls basketball team as well. Um, yep. Talk to me a little bit. How did you? How did that come about? Um, how did How did you get to become the coach there? You know, was it? Were you just having lunch with Steph Curry one day and he's like, "Hey, coach my team"? You know. <laughs> so um, that would be a great story if you go. That would. That would. I'm actually hoping that is the story. It's still, it's still gonna be a cool story. Um, we weren't having lunch, but um, so my assistant coach that I spoke of, Ashley Rivens. Um, she was coaching Team United, um, which was – it's a boys' Nike um, EYBL team, but she took over the girls' program. They weren't EYBL at the time, but they were still in a, affiliated just on the girls' side. Um, and she was like, uh, you know, I'm I'm looking to do more. And I said, well, I'll I'll make the make the call. So um, she, she typed up this email saying how they beat – all these shoe circuit teams over the summer, and, and Reagan was on this team at the time. Um, they beat these shoe circuit teams. You know, here's our list. Here's what we're about, and things like that. And um, I was going to be on board for coaching like more of a regional team the, mm-hmm. the following summer. Um, so she sends me this email. Um, I text it to Steph, uh, and he gets back to me. He's like, "Email it to me. I'll get it to the right people." Um, so I do that. I email it. We don't hear anything for a couple months. And I'm like, ah, it just fell through. Well, lo and behold, we get an email back from, uh, Brendan Winters. Um, and he used to play with Stefan at Davidson college. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, Hey, Ashlyn Kelvin, we are looking to build team Curry. You know, it's an extension of pro skills basketball here in Charlotte, but team Curry is the elite of the elite. And we would love to bring you on board. And Ashley was like, Oh my God, this is, this is really happening. Um, and she went to the Under Armour facilities in, in Baltimore, um, and met with the Under Armour people and Team Curry was established from there. So, um, wow. just, a, just a little email and he sent it to the right people and it, it happened. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. Have That's you, awesome. um, have you seen, have you seen the show? I think it's on, I want to say it's on Apple TV, Swagger. I don't. I haven't the, watched that one yet. That's a really good one. It's about a kid who uh, is going through the AAU circuit, um, and you know everybody's trying to get him to come to their team. He's a number, one of the top players in the country, and okay. everybody wants him. It's a really good, uh, really good show. I highly recommend it. You said it's um, on Apple TV. I believe it's Apple TV. Yeah, it's called Swagger. Write that yeah. one down. Okay. Um, but it it reminds me though too, like you know, in the show, it shows a lot of the, I guess you'd say, dark side of AAU basketball. And anybody mm-hmm. that follows AAU or high school or any any type of prospects that are coming up, most people are aware of the, I guess, n- negative stigmatism towards AAU basketball and coaches. Yep. And the, you mentioned, you know, shoe teams. Um, mm-hmm. Some people probably don't even know what that is. Basically, correct me if I'm wrong, but these shoe companies will sponsor these teams and to mm-hmm. get the best of the best players and the 
players want to play there because they get free shoes. Um, sure, but not every much. team, yeah, <laughs> but not every team is av- uh, able to do that. Um, right. And I know there's a lot of negative things about AAU and just AAU basketball in general. Mm-hmm. I know you personally. Um, I know you're a lot different than those types of coaches. What are you doing differently um, than most of the AAU coaches around the country? Um, I think for for us over at Curry, we really dive into the skill development piece. That's one thing I, I do enjoy doing. Um, like I, I love the X's and O's. I love the coaching. I love the winning championships. But I like to see kids grow. Um, so when we go and and we look at kids and try to get them to come be a part of Team Curry, we we see what they're capable of doing already and what they're good at, and we try to tell them like, here's where we see you can grow. Um, and we want to put you in that position to, to grow and not just be the same player you were at the end of your high school season. Like when you go back to high school next year, right, if you weren't a great jump shooter, like I want you to be able to go back to your high school and, and shoot the ball with confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's one thing that we do. Uh, we're, we're big on family. We're big on wanting kids to be prepared for the next level. So our college, our practices are ran like a college practice. Um, we, we, we're hitting stuff. We're pretty quick. We're in and out. Um, but we, we hold kids to a standard and just because you have a, a, a five stars beside your name, we're not going to treat you different than, than anybody else. Like our standard is our standard and we expect you to get there. Um, and, and we want you to be great. We want you to be great. And we want you to be prepared for when that time comes, you step on the college floor that you're getting the play and you're not having the weight or getting over recruited. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's, uh, that's pretty awesome. I, uh, I, I had a feeling the answer was going to be along those lines. You know, like I said, I know you and I know that you, uh, I know you're operating differently down there and, uh, it's awesome to see. And I, I hope to, I hope to catch a game at some point, man, if you guys ever get a chance to play a tournament up in the Chicago area, let me know. say where you're in Chicago now, right? Yeah. I'm a little, a little outside of Chicago, about an hour, hour and a half. So yeah. Okay. How far are you from, from Indy? Um, Indianapolis is about five hours from where I'm at. Oh, dang, Milwaukee, Milwaukee's like an hour and a half if you ever went there. Okay. Uh, okay. I'm right by the Wisconsin border. So gotcha. anywhere around, anywhere around the Midwest, man, let me know. I know I, okay. uh, I got to meet up with Donald a few years back when he played the TBT tournament in Chicago. Nice. That was, nice. that was pretty neat to see. That was pretty neat. Um, so yeah, so you, in addition to Reagan and Samaya, you know, I know you got some other players out there. Um, mm-hmm. Talk to me about, is there anybody, you know, on your AAU team, anybody on the Cannon squad this year, um, anybody else whose name that, you know, we may hear in the future, um, anybody that we should look out for? Yeah, um, I definitely think for, for my Cannon squad, I'll, I'll kind of go through the list just because I think they're all going to play college basketball. Um, they're, they've got some time, so it, it depends on where. Um, the the work that they're going to put in it will decide where they fall. Um, but I got them out then. Yeah, got give them out. Give them a little shout out. I like to show my my girls love just because I'm big on on family and team, and and a lot of stuff doesn't happen if you know each girl doesn't do their part. Um, so I'll kind of start with girls that are are wanting to continue to play. Um, there's Lily Booker. She's a she's a kind of a lead guard, but um, 2024 class. So she's a sophomore right now. Um, pick you up full court, make life hell for you, um, plays well in transition, um, and she helps us get up and down the floor. Uh, then there's Maya McCorkle, another 2024. Um, plays downhill, uh, crafty as hell with the ball, um, can handle it. 
growing at, at shooting it a little bit better and, and being more confident there, but uh, she can, she can get a bucket when needed. Um, Jamira Cherry, she's in the class of 2025. We just actually reclassed her, um, but she had a couple double, double games for us last year, played out of position, um, kind of had to play to five, um, but she was an offensive nightmare just because she could step out and she can shoot it really well. Um, Chloe Thompson, in the class of 2025, um, she is, I, I told you, she's kind of our three and D person. Um, she can shoot the shit out the ball, um, but she's also athletic and, and can pick you up defensively full court. Um, and then there's Ashley Fowler, who led the state, um, the the private school state, in three-pointers made. She hit 63 threes on the season. Oh, wow. Um, and shot at about 40% rate. Uh, so she can, she can shoot the ball. Um, and I, I see her playing at the next level. Um, she's got to add some things to her game, which we're we're working on. Um, but she can when I mean she's a sniper. Yeah, <laughs> she shoots. Like I know it. it's going in. It's going. And you said in. she's only a sophomore. Nah, she is. Ashley Fowler is a. She'll be a senior next year. Okay, she'll be a senior. So, and then there's there's Trinity Mathis. Um, one of my one of my kids. I had got her as a freshman. She tore her ACL as a sophomore. Mm. Um, came back and played last year. Um, and got into kind of a rhythm towards the end of the season. Um, she's still going to have a big senior year for us, but I'll shout her out just because, you know, she she's, she's made the decision that she doesn't want to play college ball, but she's still putting in the work for us here um, because her goal is to leave her uh, having two rings. Um, so she's, wow. she's going to, she's going to continue to do some work for us. Uh, so that's, that's kind of our, our canon crew so far. Hopefully I'm adding, uh, one more, one more piece. I'm looking to add for next year, and yeah. then I have two younger ones that I have to shout out: two eighth graders, Madison Drayton and Brooke Busby, who are going to be really, really talented once they finally get to high school. That's awesome. That's so awesome. That's kind of the the canon. The canon is future is bright for sure for girls basketball. That's great, man. That's great to hear. And you, um, you mentioned that one of your girls you just got done uh, going through the process of reclassifying her. Now. I feel like I know quite a bit as far mm-hmm. as college basketball goes and basketball in general. That is one thing. Or that so I, you think. Well, yeah. No, that, but that's one thing that I haven't really ever understood the process of. What is the process of reclassifying somebody? Because oh, I know so Duke's had a few people that have done it, and I've just never understood that. So, what, yeah, what is that process like? So, for us, we actually just got into the reclass game here at Cannon. Um, so, the, the private state, NCISAA, we've got four classes, 1A, 2A, 3A, 4A. Um, everybody, and I could be wrong, so don't quote me on this, everybody. Um, but everybody within our state was able to do reclass stuff besides our conference, meaning Cannon School, Charlotte Christian, Charlotte okay. Latin, Charlotte Country Day, Providence Day, and Covenant Day. So our six schools were unable to do the reclass stuff until, um, probably midway through the winter. We finally got news like, all right, we're in the reclass game. Um, so uh, there, there are many ways that it could happen. Um, some people do it for athletic reasons, obviously. Um, it, it, and some do it for me, the ones that I have doing it, it puts them actually in their right grade. Their birthdays are, are really late. Um, so they have August birthdays and, you know, they're, they're young for the class they're in right now. So this will put them kind of in their correct grade. Um, and some people do it for academic reasons who just need to, have more time to mature and get their, their academics cleaned up. Um, so, you know, I, I, I think it can be beneficial, um, especially for those that are, are wanting to go play 
at the next level just because, you know, it gives you another year. Um, it gives you another year to, to kind of hone in on your craft. Um, for them, they, they have an, a leg up. They've already played two years of varsity basketball. Um, now they're getting more time to play varsity basketball, and they're, they're back in their correct grade as well. It's interesting. Yeah, like I said, I never really understood the process of that. I hear a lot of players that do it. You know, Imani Bates uh, recently, I think it was the most recent I can think of. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's, that's really interesting. I'm not, and, and, and I'm not a fan of, you know, just doing it for, for basketball reasons. Like if a kid came to me and said, coach, like, I just want to, I, I want another year to get better from a basketball standpoint, I'd have to look at them, you know, a little bit different. And, and mm-hmm. that would also be a hard sell for me to sell to our administration. It's like, no, like you, you got to put the work in. You you, you should have been doing it. You know, you, you can't decide that you want to do a grade over just for, for basketball. Like I'm right. all for it if you're young or if you're, you're struggling in the classroom. I, I'm definitely would, would be in support of that, though. Now, is there, an, uh, is there an approval process that still has to get done by the administration? They still have to approve all of that? Yep. So once I, I'm notified of who's thinking about or who would like to do it, um, I have to go to, to our, our um, athletic director and, and let them know the thoughts and the reasons why. And then they go to the upper school and they talk through. So it's a, it's a long-winded process, um, and, and not everybody gets approved for it. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I learned something new today. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's not. You learned something new about college basketball. I did. I did. I uh, <laughs> now I understand how reclassifying works and it the does. logistics and behind it. There you go. There you go. I mean, and and you know, some people, you know, let's say, let, let's say, like I decided to be. I'm a I'm a sophomore here at Cannon, and I decide to go play basketball at Oak Hill or something. Like I could do it there as well. Um, and, and some people do that just because, you know, that's, that's going to be a tough schedule. It gives them another year, but now you have the the other piece where people are reclassing up. So, you know, there's definitely two sides to it now. Yeah. I guess I never really thought about people, you know, reclassifying down. Cause you only ever hear about the kids that reclassify up, you know, up a year mm-hmm. to graduate early. Right. But yeah. That's, uh, that's interesting. Hmm. Learn something new every day. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> but now I want to, John, unless you got any more questions for me about coaching, I wanted to switch gears a little bit um, and talk a little bit about your, your playing experiences um, in college oh, no, and high school. That's what I've been waiting for. Yeah. <laughs> so like I said there. earlier, I actually learned um, that you played a year at Barton before you came to Catawba. Um, mm-hmm. Talk to me a little bit about the recruiting process from, from Cannon, you know, going to Barton, and then ultimately how you ended up at Catawba. Okay. Um, so uh, I was at Cannon. I did my junior, senior year here at Cannon um, with Dom Reed, who you guys did, had on the podcast. Yeah, shout out Dom. Not too long ago. So um, I was here at Cannon, graduated from here in 2008. And my senior year was kind of like, it was one of those weird things where it was like, man, I don't know if I'm capable of playing college basketball. I don't know if I want to play college basketball. Um, and and our coach at the time, Ron Johnson, was really, really supportive and just pushing and, and trying to get to whoever would, would give me a good look. Um, I kind of was in that weird spot. I was really athletic, didn't didn't do what I was supposed to do in the gym and, and work on my jump shot, just kind of relied on my athleticism, had very high basketball IQ and knew how to play. 
Um, but just I was I, I there was no way for me to play at a high level if I couldn't shoot the ball. Um, so Coach Johnson kind of just pushed and made calls and it was weird. So like I would have I had a walk on opportunity to go to the University of Richmond. Right. And it's like, all right, that's cool. They're Division One but I couldn't afford Richmond. Yeah. <laughs> so that wasn't happening. Um, and then I would have D3 schools that would want me to, and then D2 obviously is in the middle. So it was just a weird recruiting process for me. Um, but ultimately, I, I, I know that Barton College had recently won a national championship. Um, so I was like, hey, let's let's go there. It seems like they have a, a great program. Um, so that's where I decided to go. Um you know, four hours away from home in a small town uh, was was rough for me. Um, and also when you got when I got there, it was about 24 kids on the team at Barton. Oh, wow. Um, so, you know, That's I like ended two up, teams. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I felt like it was kind of one of those things where they, they tried to get as many kids on the campus as they could to kind of, yeah. you know, fill up campus and, and pay a little bit of money or whatever the case may have been. Um, but it just it, it, for for it to be four hours away from home, it was not worth it for me. I was just going to ask. I was say that's a, that was in Wilson, North Carolina, right? Yep. I was going to ask North how far Carolina, away that was from man. Wilson, North Carolina, and I'm like, there's there's not much there. You know, I I enjoyed my time while I was there. I, I have some 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 still some friends that I communicate to with from there, um, but I just felt like it it wasn't the place for me. Um, and during the season, I'm I'm texting Dom and following what Katawa's doing. And meanwhile, I know Justin is a freshman there. Um, so I'm just talking to everybody like, what 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 can we make happen? What can we make happen? And I'm putting yeah. the bug in Dom's ear like, hey, talk to Baker, talk to your coach. He's like, <laughs> I'm looking to move. Like, I'm trying to get out of here. Um, and thank God it, it worked out where I was able to finish, do three years at Catawba. <laughs> That's awesome. So we had a conversation with Dom about mm-hmm. his conversations with Baker and his assistant coach and everything. Coach Moore. Talk to me about Coach Moore. Yeah, that was that was great. Best best conversation I've heard in a long time. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Tell me the conversation that happened with you and Baker and Moore before you came there and how that happened. So um, when I I talked to Coach Bakes and I was just like, "Hey, I'm looking to transfer. Um, I you know I." I don't know what what money looks like, but I'm willing to work. I'm willing to do whatever I, I got to do to to be a part of this program, to be a part of the team. Um, and you know, y'all know how how Baker is. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> y'all know how Baker can get, but he just he just was like, man, you know, we we would love to have you. Um, it it's not going to look very pretty for that for that first year because I was coming in where Tonio Donzel and Dom, great class. And, I great mean, they class. they were freaking loaded yeah. they were loaded like and, and actually i was excited to come in to, to that because i knew at one i was going to get better and then it just you know we had an opportunity that i felt like we could you know we made the ncaa tournament we we won the conference so like that was great that was great and i was happy to to be a part of that um and and marv man i actually didn't have a conversation with marv really um uh, once i finally stepped on campus we had a conversation but we went through um, fall workouts and Marv just, you know, he likes to push buttons. <laughs> oh yeah. 
Oh, yeah. He likes to push buttons. And I got a taste of that in my first workout with him. And I was like, man, this is going to be a long three years with Coach Moore. Coach Moore. <laughs> but I, I loved him for it. I loved him for it. He definitely made me made me be a better version of myself. Like, Because if you're going to be in the gym and you ain't going to be doing shit, like he's going to let you know about it. Oh, yeah. Of course he's he gonna is. going to let you know about it. Well, and, and he's and, a former player. So, I mean, he – Right. Yeah. He <laughs> – He's got that. He's still got that player mentality, and yeah, he did. And I believe I'm pretty sure he was a team captain his junior or senior year. Really, um, I believe I, I he believe was. That. I, I wonder if his was. teammates. I wonder if he got in any fights with his teammates. That's the question. I, I you believe asked it. Him I believe him it. On the podcast. I'll have to try and get him on here sometime and ask him that. Yeah, that's a. Oh yeah, please. One. Let's get Coach Moore on here. Let's yeah, get I always, Moore. I always found it interesting too that he was, you know, he lives in North Carolina, but he's a, he was actually a diehard Bears fan. Which, yeah. which, you know, that's normal for me around here living near Chicago. But, yeah, I always thought that was kind of odd that he was a Chicago Bears fan. Coach Moore. Coach Moore. But, man, yeah, my my time at Catawba was was amazing uh, being a part of the, the, the basketball team. And Coach Baker was very uh, – for him to even just kind of be honest and, and take me in and allow me to come and play was – I can't thank him enough for that, for sure. And, and we still have a relationship now. Um you know, I reach out every once in a while telling him congratulations. And he reached out when we won the state championship. And even before that, you know, when he sees little things about our personal life mm-hmm. or, you know, coaching, he's always there and, and reaching out and telling us congratulations. That's awesome. That's awesome. And yeah, he's actually, he's doing really good too, coaching at uh, Central Cabarrus. He, is. he had that team undefeated up until the they state tournament. Rolling. and They were, they were rolling. They, were they, they, got a, they caught a tough draw. They caught a tough draw. Yeah. They lost to West Charlotte. And I think that West Charlotte ended up winning it all. I, I'm pretty sure. Um, but I mean, West Charlotte is they're, 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 they've dropped in numbers, but from an athletic standpoint, they're a four A school. Yeah, <laughs> they're a four A school. <laughs> yeah, and the four A schools, I know, I I know, it differs from state to state, but generally, the four A schools are usually the bigger schools and yep. much much bigger schools. I know, right. like my school, um, we have actually eight classes for basketball in Illinois, and uh, I believe my school was. Most of the 8A schools are around Chicago, um, okay. like in Chicago. Our school was 7A. Um, we had 2,500 kids total, uh, total okay. enrollment. So, yeah, we were a pretty large school. Weren't nice. quite as talented as some of the other schools, but. Um, you had the numbers. Though. Yeah, we definitely had the numbers. You had the numbers. Definitely had the numbers. Um, just reminded me, actually, of something. So, Cannon, you guys are a private school, correct? Yep, we're private. Now, where I live in our conference here. We have one private school in our conference among okay. nine other public schools. Now, okay. they get they get a lot of hate around around town, for, especially <laughs> if you don't have a family member or kid that goes there. Um, if you don't have any affiliation with them, you're probably not a fan of them. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm not going to name names, but um, basically, <laughs> they are a like I said, they're a private school, and they have a slight advantage as far as being able to, I guess recruit kids to come in, um, offer them, you know, scholarship money and things like that and help pay for schooling. What are your thoughts on that? Do you think that private schools should be roped in with public schools? I know we're getting a little off topic here, but it's no, a side, side question here that I just kind of thought of. So I do think, I think that they should be in two separate um, associations. Um, so in privates, we, we don't, really recruit kids are interested um, <laughs> due to what we are able to offer from, let's just say like my team was good enough to play in Geico nationals at mm-hmm. the end of the year. 
right? I would be allowed to do that. Whereas a school in, in CMS, you know, they were actually went through this and they weren't able to play because it was the end of the high school basketball season. Right. So from that standpoint, you know, I, I do think they should be in two different associations because, you know, we can get kids from any zone mm-hmm. um, and in public schools, they're zoned to certain areas. So they have to work with what they have. Um, so I, I do think it's a, a, a should be a different association for sure. Like we can't even play um, public schools unless it's either in an event mm-hmm. or we have like a third party sponsor that can put their name on it and say like the Cougar Classic. Like we were trying to do it. We ended up doing it last year. We didn't play the girls team, but the boys played um, Chambers uh, High School, which is a public school. And they played here at Cannon in a regular season matchup um, okay. because they had a third party sponsor. Nice. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I, uh, that's always been, always been something that's bothered me, you know, living here. They've always been the only private school in our whole conference. And <laughs> so I, but I was just curious, you know, being a coach at a private school, I was curious to hear your, your thoughts on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but going back to your, to your playing time, um, in college, you know, you said you spent a year at Barton transferred to Catawba. Um, nice thing too, is being division two. Um, there's no sit out year. You don't have to mm-hmm. wait a year. You can just come in and play right away. Um, but after you graduated Catawba, um, another interesting thing that I learned about you, you played on the USA Select team um, mm-hmm. and did an international tour. I believe it was in Europe. Yep. Talk to me a little about a little bit about that. I noticed, um, you know, they've had guys that range in, you know, in all different, you know, abilities. I seen Herb Jones played there. Um, yep. Kyrie Bethel, who was actually uh, played at Catawba for a year. I believe he redshirted for us and then transferred, but. Um, yep. he played for Catawba for a little bit. Um, talk to me about that experience. What was that like? You know, it was, it was actually cool, man. It was so like when I graduated from Catawba, I, I wasn't the the best player, you know, I, I didn't have people that, that wanted me to come play overseas for money. And, you know, I, that was always a dream of mine. So I, I was like, let's, let's try this tour thing out and see what shakes. Um, so I, I ended up doing that tour, played with some, actually played with, um, one of my former teammates that was at Barton, um, Charles, um, I, I'm losing his last name off the top of my head right now, but Charles was on the tour with me as well. Um, but we, shit, we probably played 20 something games on that tour. Um, you know, one thing I was, I was presented with was playing kind of on a, uh, on a, on a, it's basically a college, what they would call college over there, playing on a college team, mm-hmm. so be able to work out with their pro affiliated pro team. But okay. I was would have been able to get my masters as well. Um, so that was kind of thing that that popped up for for me while doing that tour. Um, they they showed some interest, but I'm like, yeah, but I'm not making any money, so <laughs> it's, it's not. It wouldn't have been. But worth still, it though, in addition me. to playing basketball overseas and getting that experience, they were offering. You were able to get a degree as well. Able to get a degree That's as well. Amazing. I wasn't able to. Unfortunately, I was done with done with school. Like just like I'm done with doing college work. Mm-hmm. And then also, you know, it was 2012. Um, but uh, what was it? Shoot, when when did the tour start? August, maybe August, September. Mm-hmm. But that summer, I found out that that my oldest was on the way. Awesome. Um, so I had to had to make some life decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went on the tour. I enjoyed it. I loved it. I wish I could have made something happen where I could have been a, a professional basketball player. Um, but, you know, that wasn't in the cards for me, and I'm okay with that. 
Um, because once I, I touched back in, in the States, you know, I was offered a position here at Cannon to, to be the JV head coach and varsity assistant coach. That's amazing. And, um, what was that, what was that program called exactly? Um, for, I'm trying, it was at Loughborough university. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's who it would have been with. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's, uh, and basically for anybody that, you know, isn't aware of what we're, what we're talking about, essentially what it was is they take college players, D2, D3. Um, I noticed there were some D1 guys that maybe, you know, didn't play or were kind of on the end of the bench. Um, and they take them on a tour, international tour, Europe and other places, Mm -hmm. and they play other professional teams and other international teams, um, and a chance to get a little experience. And, and as Kelvin just said, you know, they were also able to get a degree, um, during all that, which I think is amazing. Um, but I was really, I was really impressed by that program when I found out about it. Um, that's a really, what, what really, was neat really cool. What was really cool about it while I was doing that tour was that, um, you know, Stuart Thompson's from over that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I got to actually, I linked up with Stuart. Um, and I'm pretty sure we played his brother's team. I don't think his brother played. I don't think he played that time when we, when we played their team, but it was cool to kind of see Stuart and his element over there back at home. Stuart's uh, yeah. Stuart's older brother. He, uh, He's a pretty good basketball player over in Europe. He was. They, uh, they won a couple championships. I know I've seen him post a few of those. Yep. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, I really just have – I do have – Oh, go ahead. I go do ahead. have one question. Yeah. I want to I go back into college and everything because I realized how you guys came up and you transferred and waited your turn and everything. What are your feelings on a lot of these college coaches or – not coaches – players transferring, not getting the playing time they want and everything right off the bat? Um, I think it's case-by-case situation. Um, I, I do think that college coaches have the freedom to move, um, and some coaches can sell you a dream as well. Um, so I, I think it comes back to uh, – kids doing their research before they go and commit to schools, um, really looking at the roster and seeing how many seniors are going to graduate, um, what positions are available. It's my position. What style of play? Um, you know, I, I think it, it comes back on the kids as well to do their research. Um, but I, I'm i not opposed to it. I, I say maybe transfer once. Um, I, I know people have done multiple now. But, you know, if somewhere's not a fit for you or it, 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 a dream was sold, then I feel like you do have to make that move. Um, and, you know, if, if I was a college coach and, you know, player X was not, you know, wasn't happy or wasn't fitting in or, you know, they, they weren't doing what they were supposed to do or didn't feel like I was being true to them, then I would be OK with them with them making that move. Now, if the kid's just not not good enough, that's a different story. Yeah, yeah, that's. Uh, I've I've always found that interesting too. You know, kids. Some kids, I feel like they're just transferring to just transferring to transfer. Yeah, you know, they might just not transferring to transfer. They might not be yep. getting any playing time here, and they think, oh well, if I transfer here, I'm going to get more playing time. When in reality, it's not, there it's was three the, seniors that just graduated in front of you. You're going to be the sixth man next year and then the right. starter for your junior and senior year. So yep. just wait yep. it, it out, it, you know? You just have to have some patience. Yeah. You have to have some patience for sure. I think that's what a lot of it is. But it's you, impatience. Do you think a lot of that, though, is due to the high, some of the high school coaches that gas them up and build them up and everything and 
make them feel like some of them are better than what they are coming in and not just being sold a dream? Uh, I, I mean, I don't know if it's necessarily the high school coaches just because like, if, you know, if a coach, a college coach is going to offer you a scholarship, they have to see something as well. Something that, that you're, you're a value that you're doing that you can help their team. So I don't know if it's necessarily the high school coaches that I would say, um, that are hyping these kids up. I do think we're at a day and age of social media though, that definitely, you know, hypes kids up, um, you know, highlight tapes. That's the thing now, right? That's the, oh, yeah. the cool thing. But I, when I, when I talk about, you know, recruiting with my girls or sending out films, I don't want to send out a highlight film. Like I want to send a, a full film of your good games. Mm-hmm. I want to show a, a film where you had a decent game and I might just send one where you had a bad game. Like, you know, because I want this to see the full spectrum of what they're going to get absolutely, or, you know, who you, who you can be once you finally get there and you're there for four years, you know, I don't want to, to, to lie to these coaches. I want to be honest and, and upfront because that's, that's my name, right? Right. That's my name. And me, that's me saying like, she can do this and she really can't do it. Now I look like a bad person. Mm-hmm. I lose credibility when I'm talking to college coaches. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when I watch, you know, highlight tapes on YouTube and stuff, I don't like watching the ones where, you know, it's a five minute highlight tape and the first two and a half minutes is just three after three after three after three right. <laughs> from, you know, different games. Well, okay. But what did they do in between all those threes? You know, did exactly. they, were they setting screens? Were they drawing charges? Were they playing defense? Were they rebounding? Were they doing anything other than shooting? You know, clearly this person can shoot, but yeah, right. I, I like the highlight tapes that show kind of a mix of the good and the bad. It, it shows the player, you know, yep. not every player is the- perfect. Not every player. No, no player is perfect. I promise you that. No player is perfect, and no coach. There, there won't will, will not be a perfect game. Yeah, yeah. So I just have one last question for you. We asked Damo the same question. I'm kind of making yeah. this a little tradition around here, um, and I actually want to ask you two separate ones since you are a head coach. Um, okay. Since you played and are head coach, tell us the best player you ever played with and against and the best player that you've coached and coached against? So the best player I've played with. Oh, man. Best player I've played with. <laughs> Y'all trying to get me in trouble. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> nah. Um, I mean. Well, here, I'll give you a little parameters. Here's what I told Damo. They don't necessarily have to be an NBA all-star. They don't even necessarily have to have made it to the league. But at the time you played with them or played against them, whoever the player is, yep. who was the best in that moment? So the best, the best player. I mean, I'm gonna go. <laughs> my, I, I'm very, you know, I'm a, I'm a team guy. I'm a team guy. But um, with that said, I'll probably go with, you know, RJ Dom and Jarrell when I was here at, at Cannon. Um, RJ kind of ran the show for us. Dom was our scorer, and and Jarrell could do whatever the hell he wanted to do. Um, Dom was also dope, just because he actually put a lot of confidence in me. Um, you know, when I when I first transferred to Canon, I hated him. He'll tell you the story himself. <laughs> I hated him. All he did was talk shit to me. Like <laughs> I believe it. Like, and like so, like <laughs> I'm, I'm going I'm going to lunch here, 
Like I'm, I'm new at the school, right? We had did team camps and everything and everything was cool. It was cool. So we get on campus and they're all sitting together at the lunch table and Dom just starts blasting me, talk the shit to me. And I left, like I didn't sit with them for like a week. Like, nah, this, this is not cool, man. He, but on the basketball court, like he was the one who told me like, you need to shoot the ball. He would, he would pass it to me. It was like, dude, if you're open, shoot the ball. Like whether I was confident or not, he, he put that in me. And that's why like going to Catawba was big for me. Like, cause he kind of had my back. Mm-hmm. Like he was like, you know, Baker, give him a chance. Like there's something there, give him a chance. Um, so, uh, but I, I can't pick just one. I can't just pick That's one. Fair. That's fair. That's fair. Best player. So I'll go. I'll go with those guys. Um, the best player I've played against. Um, shoot, I'll stick. I'll stick with high school because it was cool. We got to play the the Plumleys when they were at Christ School. Okay. Um, Lakeem Jackson was at Christ School. Uh, Seth Curry was at Charlotte Christian. So our private school was loaded in North Carolina. Ryan Kelly was at Ravenscroft. Ryan went to oh, really? Duke. Yeah, yeah, he went to Duke. He went yep. to Duke and then played for the Lakers. Yep. So I got to play a, a bunch of NBA players wow. in high school, which was cool, and that was just within the state. Now, what you're about or your playing days, I don't know how tall you are now. Maybe you shrunk a little bit, you know, but um, you were about what, <laughs> six, six, five, six, six? No, nah, about six, four. Six, six four, three. okay. So now were you in high school, were you guarding – Guards on the wing? Were you guarding perimeter uh, post players? So I like to feel like I was a, a, a defensive prowess. Um, so I actually guarded a little bit of everywhere, but I did have to guard some some bigs. So I guarded the the Plumleys, um, which was cool. I, I dunked on I dunked on Miles. Oh, okay. <laughs> I dunked on Miles right. on the fast break, which was dope. That was that was a, a I bet. nice high school memory for me, especially once he made the league. I'm like. Oh shit! I still got that video. I dunked on him. <laughs> Post that to the IG. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, and then the second question you asked: uh, best players uh, you've ever coached, um, and oh. then best player you coached against. So, best player I've coached. I have a feeling is, I know the answer is, to this. I one. mean, it's probably Reagan Richardson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, the girl was. Uh, uh, a friend of mine calls it a human highlight reel. I mean, the day she got announced McDonald's All-American, it was also senior night. Oh, wow. And for senior night, she went for a 49-point (laughs) triple-double. In a close game. Like, it wasn't a blowout. (laughs) Like, this is a game we were supposed to have a blowout, but they came out ready to ruin senior night. And, like, we they took us to the wire. And she had a 49, I want to say 49, 11, and 10, something like that. And the 10 was still – so it was, it was, it was a cool night. But she was just a a good kid, a, a great person. So it her her talent speaks for itself. But a lot of people don't know what the type of person she was. Um, yeah, I can't wait so to watch her at Duke next year. So, so right now, right now, she is the the cream of the crop for me that I've coached. Okay. Um, and who I've coached against, uh, I'll probably say the best. Let me see. What is the name? I'm losing my mind right here. Hold on. Let me pull this up real quick, Nick. I got to find the name of the team because I'm losing my mind. Girls basketball. It was our, it was Reagan's senior year. We played them down in Myrtle Beach, Lake Highland Prep. Duh. Okay. I don't know. Lake Highland Prep. Um, they were number one team in the country. 
Um, and we, we had an opportunity to play them in a big event down in Myrtle Beach over winter break. Um, and they were probably the best team I've coached against. And when we held our own, we held our own against them. Um, but they had a Alabama commit. They had a couple, three, four star girls, like their whole starting lineup was going to play division one basketball. Oh, wow. Um, but we, we held our own and then Reagan kind of got a concussion in the second hmm. half. Um, we ended up losing by 17, I think, but going into the fourth, we were down by four, but they were a hell of a team. Wow. <laughs> hell of a team. That's awesome. Um, so Lake Highland prep. That's awesome. Now I, uh, I'm a big fan of, um, Paige Bukers at UConn. Mm-hmm. I, I follow her a lot and she's, she's amazing. Did you ever, did you ever get a chance to see her play? In, so no, I never level? saw I never saw Paige play at the high school level. Um, I'm trying to think, I've seen I I, ha, I did recently get to see a UConn commit play. Um, she plays for I forget the name. She's playing on the Under Armour circuit right now. Um, she plays for IGB Indiana Girls Basketball. I can't think of her name off the top of my head, but she is she's solid. She's solid. Like with girls basketball, you can I mean I think with with men's basketball too, you can tell who the cream of the crop mm-hmm. is. Who the, who those top players are. Absolutely. Um, and they, they, when they step on the floor, they stand out. Yeah. <laughs> they stand out. Um, but it's it's been cool finally really diving into this, especially being with Curry. Like I've been able to see some of the, the top girls basketball prospects um, and just it, it's helped me take my coaching to the next level as well. Yeah, I bet. I bet. Yeah, that's a, that's got to be a lot of fun getting to coach all that elite talent. Oh yeah, I can't. I sure. can't imagine. That's uh, that's got to be yeah, that's got to be a dream come true, man. It is. It is. It, it was a dream. I, I I didn't know I even had, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I bet. I bet. That's awesome. Some of this stuff I kind of fell into. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, I'm happy for you, man. I, you know, again, congratulations on winning state uh, a couple last year, a couple years ago. That was that's a heck of an accomplishment, man. That's a heck of an accomplishment. You got a couple rings now to your name, so yeah, man. Get a couple more, you can fill up your whole hand and. Yeah, That'd be dope. Be rolling, That'd be dope. That's a, be like Tom that's, Brady that's out here. The, that's the plan. <laughs> I don't plan on plan on going anywhere. I just want to keep keep winning rings and sending girls to college. That's awesome. That's, it. that's <laughs> awesome, man. Well, I wish you all the luck in the world, man. Um, it was great seeing you, Cal. Like for real, man. It's it's been a mo- it's been a minute, so we're happy to have. Yeah, you. it's been a long yeah, time. Man, man. I, I appreciate y'all having me on this. And like I said at the beginning, this is this is dope. This is dope, and I, I like that you guys are kind of circling back to those personal relationships and, and getting us on this thing. Of course. Yeah. Um, and giving us a platform. That's, 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 that's pretty cool, man. Yeah, man. I can't, I can't wait to get more of you guys on here and you know, I want to, I want to talk to everybody that I can, you know? Oh yeah. Well, keep it rolling. Keep it For rolling. Sure. Both of y'all. For sure. And Hey, you know, if, uh, if Reagan ever wants to do a podcast, you know, put her in hey. touch, man. You know, you know, hey, any, man. you know, anything affiliate, anybody affiliated with Duke, you know, I'm, I'm game. I'm game. When she told me it was going to be Duke, I had to cringe a little bit. <laughs> I bet. Personal feelings aside. Like, I, I love you, Reagan. Congratulations. Congratulations. <laughs> just let her, just let her know there will be shit talking on this podcast because okay. one of these people is a UNC fan. So just let her know. We'll, we'll see if we can, we can bring out some, some dark, a little bit of dark side of her. She's got a kind heart. But she, she, she'll talk some shit. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> we can't wait to watch her, man. That's uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. Mikel, we appreciate you coming on here, man. Um, again, best of luck next season. And uh, good luck with Team Curry. And, yeah, just good luck with everything, man. Appreciate luck, it, fellas. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Y'all have a good one. You too.